Hello and welcome to season three of The Love Podcast with me, Pip. And me, Sharon. In this season, we'll be having conversations with mums and sons. We've called it Mums and Sons. <laughs> yes, we have. We've called it Mums and Sons. So in the first half of the season, there'll be conversations with me and I'll be talking to different mums who are at different stages of the motherhood journey. They'll be sharing what their expectations were going into motherhood and what's happened ever since they became mothers. And also they'll be sharing with us some helpful advice, which I have really been blessed by. Wonderful. Enjoy the episodes. Joining me today on the Love Podcast is Lynn Mary. Um, Lynn Mary, would you just um, give our listeners and people watching just a brief overview of who you are? Yeah, of course. Hiya. Um, so I'm Lynn Mary. I am, I was about to say my age, but I won't say my age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to Aaron. We've been married now nearly coming up to two years. So we got married in May 2021, <coughs> sorry, during lockdown. Together we've got four kids. Michael, who's 12, Leah, who's 11, Kira, who's nine, and Nina, who's 10. So many kids to remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it probably doesn't all make sense. I've been married for two years, four kids. How does that work? So um, before Aaron, um, I had Michael, uh, I was a single mom, single parenting Michael. Aaron had Lee and Kira. So when we got married, became a blended family of five. And then a year later, there was Nina, who yeah. was born. Now she's 10 months. Um, currently, I'm on maternity leave. So I'm doing a bit of my um, wedding stuff. I do events, decorating and planning. So that's going well. Um, but when I go back to work, I'm a quantity surveyor. been doing that for a few years and I really, really enjoy that. So, wow yeah. <laughs> wow I remember the first time you were like yeah I'm a quantity surveyor I was like what ah. <laughs> <laughs> um so as you mentioned like before you guys got married you were a single mother so I just wanted to talk a little bit about what your expectations were going into motherhood and you know, I'm taking it you didn't have plans to become a single mother. So um, just, you know, what happened in the early stages of your journey? So like you said, I, I wasn't planning it. My plan was like, okay, 28, once you finish uni, get your house, then, then get married and then have a child. But then finding out at 21, in the middle of uni, that I'm pregnant, I was like, okay. Um and do you know what? I just went into coping strategy. I just had to find ways to cope. So I took a year off uni, just started working to make sure that I had money saved. Mm. And it's funny because I was, there was joy in having Michael. So he was, he brought so much joy, but there was also quite a lot of hardship just mm. trying to, um, I think I put, I put a little bit of pressure on myself. I was trying to be perfect and prove to the world that I can do it and we're fine. So there was just so much pressure that I put on myself. So if you saw me, you'd be like, she's doing great. But inside it was just like, I was bending out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, there was joy, but there was also a lot of hardship as well yeah so how did you like how did you cope during that time being a single mom like when I hear that you you only took a year out 
I think at that point, some people would just be like, no, uni can't happen now. Um, but you took that year and then you went back and, you know, you, you, you're trained and qualified as a quantity surveyor. So what was that kind of journey like doing that and, and how, how did you manage? <laughs> Um, thanks be to God I had Michael's got amazing grandparents who kind of stepped in from both sides my mom stepped in and his other grandma stepped in and she kind of um, his other grandma she took time off work when I was at uni to look after Michael so God was amazing and he just put the right people throughout the whole journey he put the right people at the right time so I can't even say it was because I was super woman and I did it all but he just put the right people and I was just because when I was younger, the expectation was, okay, you get married, you have kids. Um, and I still wanted that. And I have my career. So I was like, okay, this wasn't according to the plan, but there's still a plan. So let me still go back to the plan that I had. So it was just like, okay, keep working, keep trying. And God did it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So how how did that experience like shape your relationship with God? Um, it brought me closer and closer to him. <laughs> Sorry, like the first few years of having my car, probably say the first three years, I was trying to do it by myself. I was like I said, I was trying to prove to the world that I'm superwoman, I can do this, you know, I might be young, but I'm a good mom. Michael's gonna I didn't want him to be a sister. I can't even say the word statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Statistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to be that. And um so I was just like trying to prove to the world and it just wasn't working. It really wasn't working. But when I kinda um when I hit rock bottom, I was like, okay, God, I can't do it by myself. I need you. And I just remember me praying and I'd come out of church for a while. Because um, I was kind of ashamed of being in church and I kind of condemned myself. No one at church did it. It was me. I was doing it. But then I was like, you know, I need to go back to church and being in the place of God. Um, and the more I came back to church, the more pastor preached, the more I enjoyed myself. I just got closer and closer to God. And he started to open doors. Life became easier. I didn't have to prove myself anymore. I was I was literally free. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, that's after that, I think about three, four years, Michael was. My relationship with God just got better and better and better. I got closer to him and, yeah. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. So, um, so you touched upon, like, how you felt um, being a single mum because I think that, you know be being single full stop it's like that word just says lack like single like there's there's like an insufficiency there so but I know that before you got with Aaron you were so content being a single mum and so how like what what did you kind of go through to get to that point where you were like no actually I'm I'm fine where I am and I'm not seeing myself um in a negative way that some would would want to you know see that label as a negative thing 
So you're so right because at first it was kind of like, oh, I want a husband. I want to be in that family that, you know, <clears throat> been married. So people don't see my singleness and they mm. don't look down on me. Um, so I spent a few years wanting that, you know, um, it was when I went to a church conference and there was a lady that was like, okay, all the single people stand up. And I was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> and usually I wouldn't stand up, but I was like, you are single, just own it. Um, and she was like, I know a lot of you just want to get married. You want the husband. You're like, God, when is it my time? When is it my time? But you're never going to get a time to be single again. You're never going to get a time to serve God as much. Because she was like, in your single time, you don't have a family. You don't have all the added on responsibilities. You can fully give yourself to God. You can just get up one morning and be like, okay, I'm going to France today. I'm going to Italy today. Not have to tell anyone or make plans or, you know. I was just like, you know what? Actually, there is joy in being single. Yeah. So the next I got on a plane to France with my <laughs> friend <laughs> and we went to Italy and then I just started serving in church more Sunday, especially when I didn't have Michael, when he went to his dad's house, I just said, you know what, um, I don't want to be lonely, I don't want to feel like, oh, you're single so you're inadequate, so I just started serving more in church, I was in like so many different teams, um, that's when it changed, when at that conference. So I can't remember the lady. I can't remember where exactly it was. But I just remember what she was saying, that you're never going to get this time back again. So enjoy yourself. Yeah. Don't just spend your whole time just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. So. And and how, how important was it to get to that point so that you knew when you were entering into your relationship with Aaron, it was the right relationship to get into? It was so, so important because in that season, I just learned to be content. I learned mm. to be happy within myself. I feel like I found myself again. I wasn't I wasn't looking to God to what he can, more he can give to me, but I was thanking him for what I have already and started to appreciate what I have, started to appreciate my son and didn't look at single mothering as a, a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I started uh, loving my job, loving the people around me, the network around me. So I just found who Lynn Mary was again. And um, so when I met Aaron, it's not like I was you know sometimes they're like oh you meet your husband you become whole I was whole I was a whole person yeah um, I knew what I liked I knew what I didn't like um and my relationship with God was strong as well so yeah that really so what what advice would you give to um someone not not someone who's who is in that position but someone who knows someone who's in that position how how is it best to kind of support that person um to not make them feel away do you see what I'm saying like because I think I think that you can almost be like oh it, like look at a single mum be like oh and like feel sorry but actually there was there was no kind of pity for you like you like you say you were so content where you were so for someone who has a friend who is a single mum like how best could someone like support that them in that season 
Mm, that's a very, very good question. <laughs> a very good question. Um, I would say sometimes when you see someone, um, whether they're single or disability, sometimes you assume what type of help they need just because of what you can see. Um, but sometimes it's just having a conversation, you know, having a conversation and not really saying, oh, I see you're single and you've got a child. <laughs> I feel like your children are struggling. Can I help? But just spending time with them. And when you have conversations with them and spending time with them, you start to see where it is um, they need help. Mm -hmm. And then just obviously being sensitive as well and be like, actually, you said you haven't had a night out. What about if I have the kids and then you go on a night out? Or can we find a babysitter and then we go out together or something? Um so I'll just say spending time and listening and mm. not assuming, um, you're not assuming you think you know the help they need. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's something that I've definitely um been guilty of because if you've never been in that situation, like you say, you just make that assumption. So when obviously, like you're now married, you've been married for two years. Um, so did you ever like I know that you said that it's something that you were wanting right in the beginning but then you became very content so at that point of contentment is it something that you ever continue to think about or had you just completely stopped thinking about it and then it happened um, I stopped thinking about it I remember thinking after that conference I was like right god it's you me and Michael, <laughs> we're in a <laughs> free relationship. Amazing. And I kind of stopped um, thinking about it. I was still, I'm at, at a conference, I actually prayed. I said, God, let it, your will be done. If it's your will for me to be married, then let it happen at your timing, not my timing. If it's going to be in 20 years' time, 30 years' time, so be it. Yeah. Um, if it's not your will for me to get married, then that's I'm, I'm okay with that. Whatever you yeah. decide, I'm okay. So I kind of just stopped thinking about it. And then, so when I met Aaron, it was like, when he was like, yeah, I would like you. I was like, nah, it's me, God and Michael. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I was just like, okay. But I'd gotten so content that I forgot. And I said, God, let your will be done. If it is... <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So so how did you um obviously like you 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 got married and you've been married for two years, but you, you were together for how long before you guys got married? Uh we were together now for about say two years. Cool. Yeah, two, two years. Two I met him in twenty seventeen and we got married in twenty twenty one, but for a while we were just friends, not yeah because I was yeah. very much God me and Michael and <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you navigate the whole like when did you know it was time to introduce Michael to Aaron it, or did he know him as your friend before that happened yeah it was a little it was a bit of a strange one but I thank God it happened that way um Lee and Kira their best friend was our next door neighbor. So wow. they used to, they, the kids always played together. So it was never, when they started seeing it, 
he never saw Aaron as anything more than Lee and Kira's um, dad. He used to come and pick up Lee and Kira when they play next door. Yeah. Um, but that was good in itself. It gave us time to get to know each other more before we could introduce the kids. Yeah. Um, that's something I was really careful about. And I think if you are single parenting, you don't introduce the kids too early um, until you guys are certain that this is, this is it really, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so it's it. I think it, um, when we knew that we were going to get engaged, oh, this is going into marriage. This is, we've prayed on it and God has said yes. And we're both like, okay, I know Michael knows you as Uncle Aaron, but now let's um, take him out and actually tell him that actually it's not just Uncle Aaron. But <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like a year in, I'd say, a year in. Right, um, yeah. So we kind of sat down and spoke to the kids and told them, yeah. And and how like how has that been? Has it been something that um you've had to like really like tiptoe around, or have you found that um the kids have just kind of responded to it really well? The kids they were excited when we first told them oh. before because Michael always wanted a dad in the house and he wanted siblings and the girls wanted a brother because they didn't have a brother oh. um, it all just kind of fell in together um, fell together I'm not saying it was perfect it wasn't smooth sailing though so sometimes when Michael I think is that to feel I'm not only child anymore I have to share my attention <laughs> <laughs> um, but in it all, they were, especially before the wedding, they were counting down the days of the wedding. Oh. Um, it was definitely our wedding, not just me and Aaron's. The calendar just crossing out the days. Um, we had to delay it because of COVID. Yeah. Um, they were just so upset. They're like, but why? But why? I'm like, we can't <laughs> <do that." laughs> um, But they've been very, very, very excited. Yeah. Is there any kind of um, anything that you've learned for someone who is in that, like in those stages now of of starting to bring their family together? Is there anything like that you were like, wow, I really feel like I've I've learned something significant there, and it, that you could share with anyone? I'll say, um, let the kids determine how when they open up. Um, so someone like Kira, who's who was younger, from day one, it was like, can I call you mommy? Can I now call you mommy? I was like, mm. <laughs> so she was very open from day, but just her age and her personality as well. She's just welcoming to everyone. Whereas her sister's a bit more reserved. So yeah. it took her a while to open up. And in a way, in the time I was just like, oh, maybe she doesn't like me. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe she, I started to kind of overthink it, but then I started to read books and speak to other couples and just realise, you know what, kids' personalities and kids' ages all determine how much they open up and how quickly they open up. Mm. Um, so with Leah, I've had to play the patient game to kind of earn her trust. But now we're like best friends. Like She's mm. calm, she talks to me, she's open with me, but it's taken probably two probably two years to get to this point whereas yeah. with Kira it took 
five months or six months. <laughs> it was much less to get to that point. And um, so I would just say, let the kids determine how quick the relationship goes. Yeah. Don't try to force anything. Um, don't hold back any love. You always give love, give love, give us, give all the love that you can give. Um, even if you're not getting anything back, mm. eventually they will start to open up um, in their own time. Mm. Wow, that is so helpful and so important. Um, so you, I mean, your motherhood journey has like been so varied. Like you've got in your in your your young years, you've had <laughs> so many different experiences. And um, what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you've learned that you would pass on to someone else as advice? I would say enjoy every moment. It goes so quick. Um, it feels like Nina was only born yesterday. Now she's 10 months. And I, I remember when Michael was born and I'm like, he's 12. He's going to be 13 in April. So I'll say literally enjoy every moment and don't be so hard on yourself. Um, like I said, in the beginning, I was so hard on myself that I didn't really get to enjoy as much as I Comparing the two kids, Michael and Nina, I fully enjoyed Nina because if I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if yeah. I've had, do you get what I mean? And stuff, I, I'm free to be me and I'm free to enjoy motherhood and not try and be so perfect because what's perfect anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so like, enjoy yourself and don't be so hard. You said one thing, but I'm saying to you. <laughs> no I think they're both important they're both important and also like finally before we kind of wrap it up like what would you say to someone who you know their plan obviously wasn't to well it might have been but more than likely it's not to have become a single mum and perhaps there's someone who you know believes in God but because of what's happened they feel like you did condemned and like they shouldn't be in church what would you say to someone who's in that situation stay in church stay connected to God because he's already he knew this was going to happen he's already forgiven you um he's not condemning you nor should anyone um condemn you either we all fall short and that's why we need his grace but stay connected to god because you can't go wrong when you stay connected to him and also forgive yourself as well mm. um that sometimes you feel like everyone's looking at you and condemning you but when you really open your eyes no one's really condemning you no one's looking at you everyone's got things that they're dealing with mm. um so just don't be so hard on yourself, but definitely stay connected to God. Mm, definitely. I think, you know, when I went through my kind of rebellious, um, <laughs> my rebellious time, the worst thing I did was I stopped going to church um, because I think when you do that, it's only going to go from bad to worse. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yep. only going to go because then it's almost like you've kind of like severed that that one thing that was giving you any kind of accountability. Um, 
And so, yeah, even even if it hasn't led to you becoming a single mother, just through, you know, my own journey, I completely agree with that, that stay in church and, and um, you know, build those friendships and support networks around you. Um, Because for me, that's that's when I really started to change, when I started to have those like friends around you. I mean, as a as a single mum in church, did you I I know the, the answer to this question, but I'm not gonna <laughs> ask it. Um, did you did you find that there was a community that you could be part of? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there was actually. Um that really helped as well. Seeing other single parents, um, whether it's mo- mothers or fathers, and just seeing how they navigated like navigated through life. Um, I mean, we've got a small group, and the small group is made of majority single moms. Wow! Um, we meet every Wednesday. The kids come together. The moms comes together. It's such a blessing. It's been a blessing to my life, and I know it's been a blessing to other moms' life as well. So, um, up. The other women rather so yeah there's definitely a network of women women and men who are yeah yeah so like no matter what kind of what happens in your life there's always like a a community that you can be part of